Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Episode 76 of Suncast. The very first thing that comes to mind is I would say make sure that your profile is as complete as you can possibly get. That way, whoever does look at it, they get the most information. People will skip over it if it doesn't have a picture, if it doesn't have a background picture, if it doesn't have a a job title. They'll just skip over it. So get it as complete as possible. Number one recommendation I make to This is Suncast. In every battle, there's a front line. On that front line are warriors whose courage and actions shape the outcome of the battle. The world is currently engaged in a literal power struggle, a battle in global energy as it evolves from fossil fuels to renewable energy. Suncast is a conversation with solar warriors on the front lines, building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. We learn their secrets to personal and professional growth, market development, and industry insights. And now, join solar industry veteran, Latin America fanatic, and your host, Nico Johnson. Hey, Solar Warriors, and welcome to Tactical Tuesdays, a short-form conversation with subject matter experts designed to give you practical tools, tips, and advice for building your solar business or career. This is Episode 76 of Suncast, and I know that you could be doing just about anything right now, so thank you, truly, for setting aside this time to be here with us. Today's episode was spawned from the recent episode number 74, where Scott Sullivan and I started to really dive into the topic of LinkedIn. As I mentioned in that episode, Scott is a pro who truly understands your network is your net worth. He has a reach of over 60,000 in his LinkedIn network alone. And so, as promised, I got Scott to do a deep dive with me on this one networking, career, and even brand building tool. Scott Sullivan has built a career on leveraging the value of his connections and honing the skills of sales and relationship building. So stay tuned to learn from Scott and I as we discuss very specific tactics for setting up your own all-star LinkedIn profile. And be sure not to miss the very considerate offer from Scott at the end of today's episode. We look forward to to hearing from you. And as I mentioned, in case you missed it, you can get more advice and tips from Scott in his full-length interview. That's episode number 74. This episode is brought to you in partnership with our friends at soulrates.com, the fast and free online platform to help you provide commercial customers with a credible lease financing proposal. Are you a commercial industrial installer in the United States with projects over 100,000 in value? You should check out Soul Rates. Go to my suncast.com forward slash soul rates and click on request an invitation and they'll show you how to quickly and easily deliver a financing proposal to your customers. Tune in and tune up your skills, solar warriors. You're about to refine your LinkedIn presence with the one and only Scott Sullivan. All right, so I'm stoked to have Scott Sullivan back on Suncast, and this time we're going to talk about a hot-button topic, especially given so many companies trying to create exposure for themselves, and even busy professionals trying to create a platform for themselves or exposure for themselves, and that is, in particular, leveraging the social media network, many people forget that it's social media, called LinkedIn. 
Scott Sullivan, welcome back to Suncast. Well, thanks, Nico. I appreciate it. It's great being here, and I really appreciate your uh, just the leadership that you're presenting in the Suncast series. So thank you so much. Man, I'm grateful to have you back. Tactical Tuesday is where we dive deep into one topic, and we try to help those in our industry that are wanting to better themselves, and they're looking for ways to stay sharper than the guy in the next cubicle over. So we want to talk about LinkedIn, and the reason that I have you on is no surprise to anyone. You're the only person that I know. In fact, I, I would dare say nobody in the solar industry knew there was a cap on how many people you connect with on LinkedIn, <laughs> as you shared in our episode. Yeah. Uh, and that cap is 30,000. And we won't go into, if you want to hear why Scott is, is kind of frustrated with LinkedIn about the cap of 30,000, go back and listen to his episode on Suncast. Let's talk about how to use it in the right way. Yeah, there you go. So, so there are right ways and wrong ways. And, uh, you know, you and I are probably, or what we, well, we're what, what LinkedIn considers power users and we're in the top Absolutely. 1%. Uh, not with just connections, but with influence and things in terms of people following us, et cetera. You far eclipse probably anybody I know in the industry that is not already a super influencer, like maybe a Jigger Shaw. And I'd like to know if we can tap into that, right? So let's start with how LinkedIn gives you reach. And by that, I mean, maybe give an example of how you use LinkedIn as leverage in your role as a sales and marketing professional. So the first thing that LinkedIn gives us is a glimpse into the company. Almost every company out there has a LinkedIn corporate page. You can go to it. You can see some of the analytics that LinkedIn does a very good job of how many employees they have, how many employees are on LinkedIn, how many that you have in a first, second, or third level connection. There's a lot of information that you can learn about a company. In the old days, most of your listeners are not going to remember this, but we used to have a thing called Dodge Reports, which you could had to go down and actually print to be able to get that kind of information on a company. Now it's all available digitally. So if I'm going to target a company as a prospect or a suspect and I want to sell them something, or I think I may have a product or a, a service that fits their need, then I can go in and do a little bit of research to do some pre-qualification. I've done my pre-qualification. I've looked at their website. I've looked at their LinkedIn profile. I see they have you know, 60 employees that are on LinkedIn. I can then go in and find a very specific person. If my product or service best comes in at the C-level or the C-suite, I'm going to target the COO, the CEO, the CFO, someone like that. And here's where the power comes in. How many times do you, like I, get a you know, generic email, you know, dear friend, you should take a look at this product or service. That ain't going anywhere. But if your best friend or somebody you have a ton of respect for calls you up and says, hey, Nico, have you taken a look at or have you read this book or have you all of a sudden their credibility gets you past, you know, the cold feeling of it because their credibility, you respect this person. This is a person you have a relationship with. And if you use it the right way, that recommendation is very powerful. A lot of social media companies have found that because obviously, you know, we we go online and we look to see who's recommended that restaurant and how many stars does it have and mm-hmm. all those things. Reviews, yeah. So now let's see, you're the COO of the company that I want to talk to. I don't know you, right? I've never met you, but I'm in first level connection with the guy that is right on your LinkedIn that I've known for the last two years. And I know him to be a pretty stand up guy. I can pick up the phone and call him up and I can say, Hey, Joe, I see you're connected with Nico on LinkedIn, is there any chance you could give me a recommendation? Now, LinkedIn provides that service if you want to do it through their service. And if push comes to shove, obviously, that's the way you would do it. I highly recommend that you do it in a warm, personal nature. Call Joe, strengthen that relationship again. So if I haven't talked to Joe for two years, 
And the only time that I call him is when I need something from him. That makes it uh, that 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 takes away from me being a resource from him. That's we talked about that in our in my episode that that about putting that deposit versus the debit in the mm, karma that's bank. Right, that's right. So strengthen the relationship. Hi, Joe. How you doing? By the way, the reason for my call is I'm trying to get into Nico. Tell me a little bit about Nico. Tell me what his likes or dislikes are. What are the things I should I should know? How well do you know him? And I put everything kind of on a porter scale or on a relationship scale, one to 10, one to five. And I say, so, you know, what kind of guy is he? And that insight is, oh, absolutely, incredibly, you know, important. That way, when he then sends an email to you, now think about the strength of this. You get an email from Joe saying, hey, Nico, just wanted to let you know, I talked to this guy, Scott Sullivan, seems like a solid guy. He'd really like to talk to you about XYZ, a, a product or a solution. I don't know if it's a good fit. So he's kind of, you know, he wants to hedge his bets because nobody wants to make a recommendation of something they haven't done a lot of due diligence on. Don't know if it's a good fit, but he seems like a good guy. You should at least give him a few minutes of your time. Boom. I mean, all of a sudden, think about how much more powerful that is than me calling up and talking to the receptionist and saying, yeah, is Nico in? Uh, getting this voicemail. Nico, I've got the best product and service you've ever seen. You ought to give me a call back. You know, that ain't going to happen. So I think that use of LinkedIn is probably the most powerful way that the tool should be used. That's the first of many, but I think that's a very powerful way that most professionals should be using LinkedIn. It's a way to get a warm introduction inside to someone or a company that you may not be able to get without a whole lot more work. It should shorten the sales cycle. Scott, I feel like there is not only a lot that you could teach us about LinkedIn, and, and that answer is a great example of just how deep one question and one answer can go, but I want to bring it back to a high level and think about the structure and the, the nature of LinkedIn. I feel like a lot of people just simply don't know how to use it, right? They think of it as a, as a digital business card, as opposed to where you immediately went, which is probably the number one prospecting tool on the planet. As a sales guy, as a sales and marketing person, is there a certain approach that one should have to structuring just their own LinkedIn page? Not necessarily, we'll get in, well, I want to get back into how to hack LinkedIn as a salesperson, but if you were to look at someone's LinkedIn profile, can you just uh, like immediately see if they're doing it right or if they don't get it at all? Is that something that you have a take a sense for? Well, sure. I mean, it's... What, it's are the, what are the things that you see as best practices then? Well, the best practices are make sure it's as completely filled out as possible. Do you need 400 jobs listed? No. But you need to have in your title page, when you first pull up LinkedIn, the thing that comes up is there's a title page. Now, I, I, one of the tips and tricks that I teach at my classes and seminars is I say, when you meet somebody and they say, what do you do, Nico? If you say I'm the vice president of or I'm the CEO of, you're giving them a title. That's not what they ask. They ask what you do. Right. So the first thing you should put in your, your LinkedIn, and this is free advice for everybody, put in what it is, the value that you provide your customers. So what do you do, Scott? Well, I help small and medium-sized businesses grow organically by increasing their revenue. That's what I do. That's not my title. Right. So that's the first thing you should do on a LinkedIn. And then that profile jumps out at me. And this, for reference, is actually what shows up on a page when many of you might think about if you see my name, Nico Johnson, in a list of like the people who are suggested for you to connect to, it won't tell you what company I work for. And that might frustrate you, but it's very intentional. And this is what Scott's referring to. I don't want ever to be referred to as Nico, the president of blah, blah, blah company from a networking perspective because of what Scott's saying. I just wanted to point out that this shows up as the 
the immediately uh, the 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 title is right immediately below your name. So if you look at you see someone's photo, you see their head their header. Which by the way, if you don't have a header, well, <laughs> you should have a header. These are easy things. Like if you're in the Facebook uh, generation, you should you should know how to use this. But we're probably talking to those who uh, haven't thought about how to market themselves on Facebook either. So if you're conf- confused about all of this, right, you've got the header at the bo- at the top, which is a picture. Uh, a general wide format picture, and there are pixel formats that you need to um, think about there. Uh, Canva and other resources can help you do this very easily. And fill them in. Don't leave and, them blank. Yeah, and fill them in. Don't leave them blank. Then there's your profile picture, um, but and we'll, we'll come back to profile picture, which is extremely important. Uh, then there's your name, uh, and then there's your title. And so we're talking specifically about the title. Many, and I'll read an example, President X Company forward slash solar and renewable energy sector and sector type executive, right? And then your company comes below that. And then the place that you're located, San Francisco Bay Area, et cetera, which by the way, if you're unfamiliar with this, that doesn't, it does not IP tracking there. You could actually say that you're in Beijing. If you want to get customers in Beijing, you don't have to say that you're in the San Francisco Bay Area. You can say that you're in Mexico, which mine said for a while, because I want people to pull it up and see there are ways that you can hack the system here. But I want to just point out the part that Scott's talking about is specifically the title underneath your name. Now, the photo profile picture. I'll tell you one hack that I, if you've looked at my profile, this should be abundantly clear. A slightly 30 to 45 degree angle look, black and white is by far the number one profile picture example. I got probably a 3x jump in connection requests when I switched to that profile picture. Literally, I must have gone through 10 or 15 different profile pictures before I saw which one spiked my connection requests. And that's the picture that I stuck with. And people see me today and you can see me now. I've got a huge beard, right? The number one question I get when people see me is, oh, how long have you had the beard? And the answer is three years. I mean, Scott knows this because he's seen me with a beard. But the answer is I present to the world the image that is most recognizable. And there are subtle ways that you can cue the world. And sometimes, do you remember at Intersolar, I actually shaved for Intersolar. Yes, I know. And the for reason, like one day. <laughs> that's right. And the reason was simple. I wanted people to recognize me. I right. wanted to be seen as the person they know as, and are familiar from with the profile. from the profile picture. This is powerful sub... But everything you're saying, though, is negated if you don't have a picture. So That's the right. first thing is do the minimum, That's which right. is the minimum is find That's right. a reasonably clear, non-grainy headshot that you can put in there. Now, of course, you can keep tweaking that mm-hmm. uh, and to get to the 11th degree, but, yeah. but first... Put a picture. Nobody's yeah. going to look at your profile if you don't have a picture. Yeah, and, and it should be high res because yes. here's another thing. If you use Uber Conference or any of these other uh, services, it's going to pull It'll your LinkedIn out. picture but and if it you pulls click it in on a high it, res. But if you click on it, most people don't know this too. If you click on the picture, you get the full image on LinkedIn. So you can click on the headshots, right. a round headshot, and it opens it up. I click on them all the time. So you can have a full-size head and shoulders picture yeah. and then just have it as the circle that is the headshot. Okay, so anyway, we're beating a dead <laughs> horse here. But yes, there's a million things you can do there, Nico, to change that. The, so so let's actually go down the page a little more. Okay. Right after uh, the little connect boxes, there's right? There's a summary. The summary. Yes, gosh. And the other thing <laughs> How I How many people put like three lines there exactly. and they, they call it done? Write, write something that's important. But remember, remember who your audience is. Who are you actually writing for? If that looks like the top of your resume, that's not what you want it to say. You want it to say what value you bring to your client base. What is it that you do that gives you that value. What I'm going to tell you too is at the bottom of your summary, put your phone number and your email address because they change it at LinkedIn. You have no idea where it is, how to get it. it if it's in your summary, it's easy to get a hold of. Now, if you don't want people calling you, then get a service. 
Use the technology that we have, but put something in there from a contact standpoint so people can get a hold of you. That's the whole point of having a network. That's genius, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, and so far, so few people do that. I think that that is one of the great hacks, especially for a sales and marketing professional. If you aren't providing people with a way to con- contact you, if you're relying Easily. on LinkedIn to do that, then you're missing out on a huge opportunity. And I'll just state for the reason, for one, pe- people will often say to me, why do you pay for LinkedIn premium? And this for me, and I'll tell you why I pay for LinkedIn premium. This is my like 10,000 foot answer. And then I'll tell you the real answer. So the 10,000 foot answer is I decided when I left Lometa and was going to Trina, I decided to just check out LinkedIn premium for one month. And it's like 20 bucks or 25 bucks. Within two days, I got an offer from a company asking me to do a temp job for them. And in this case, it was a consulting gig. And I made a grand that lit- that paid for LinkedIn premium for the last, whatever, 10 years I've had it. I'm not doing the math uh, exactly, but I said, once I got that check, I was like, you know what? LinkedIn premium did this for me. I'm going to use that money. Basically, I don't need it. I'm, going, I'm, all, I'm on my way to another job. I'm going to take that money and, and just set it aside and say, I never have to worry about how I paid for LinkedIn premium. And I never have. And what I've found, and this is what also amazes me, is companies, lo and behold, favor their clients. LinkedIn is a company. Yeah. And I find that as a LinkedIn premium member, and I've tested this by going into like, you know, going through uh, VPN and, and not presenting myself as myself on the internet to just search my name and see how it appears. And LinkedIn consistently ranks me higher than my peers. And I'm convinced that it's because I'm a LinkedIn premium member. Not only that, I get more in mail and I get more insight. And more analytics. And yes, more the analytics. An- the exactly. analytics is, so somebody asked the, me. But the analytics yeah. is, is, a, yeah. is a relatively newer relative. feature. So yep. I want to go back to real quickly on the yes. phone on the phone number sure. and the email before yep. we do this. So everyone that's listening to this right now needs to understand how you see LinkedIn on a PC versus your mobile device is different. Oh yeah. So let's be clear, folks. If you have to scroll all the way to the bottom of a page to find a contact information, there's a much lower likelihood mm-hmm. on a phone that somebody's going to do it. Yep. The second thing is is that what they've improved on LinkedIn just recently, and I think this is from the Microsoft acquisition is now the phone number is a hot link. So if you actually mm-hmm. have your phone number in your summary, you can touch it and it'll actually dial your phone for you. So those are things that are really important. Now, going back to the premium, I can't agree with you more, Nico. The, the, the sole reason, the single most reason that I tell people to buy the, the premium every year is because of the analytics. Yeah. I can now look at who's looked at my profile. Mm-hmm. How long have they actually lingered on my profile? Yeah. What did they do? Did they forward it? Because I get to see that, I can then reach out to them. I actually have templates made, which I, I will tell you is, is a downfall of LinkedIn. You can't store them, but you can go to your notes That's right. field or whatever, and you can create a template. And my template says, hey, I saw you checking out my LinkedIn. That was my first line. And it tells a little bit about who I am and what I do. Because I can see that they looked at my profile, but I'm not connected to them. So I can send them an in-mail or I can go to their profile and see their email address and send it to them and say, hey, Joe, I see you were checking me out on LinkedIn. Is there something I can help you with or be a resource for you? Boom. All of a sudden, if I didn't have premium, I wouldn't have known that person was even looking. That's genius. I have yet to create these templates. I still do it the old school way, even though I know I shouldn't. But yeah, the, the analytics is amazing. And I love, I mean, it's almost like, uh, it's, it's just like mar- email marketing automation these days where on LinkedIn, I can reach out to someone and it's as though uh, they don't really even realize that I know they've looked at my profile, but I know they looked at my profile, how many times they did, yes. et cetera. 
I know there's interest. I know exactly, and I and they're they're now a warm lead, even if I've never talked to them. Exactly. Yeah. And let's go on down the page. So sure. the other thing that the other thing that I think that is a big huge red flag on LinkedIn profiles is get a recommendation. They're super easy. And give them. And but, give yeah. them. Give a few. Get a few. You know, hey, Nico, great guy, super podcaster, couldn't say enough about him. It's a super easy thing to do. Yeah. And the best part about it is, is you now open up Nico's entire network exactly. into you. Because if somebody looks at you and sees that Nico recommended you, they may not have to call Nico. That may give the, you enough credibility instantly yep. that they just go ahead and connect with you. That's right. Also, one of the th- things that always frustrates me, I actually primed you for this and didn't get to it in terms of an answer when I asked you on your episode about what you would say to CEOs. And I, my question was this, what would you say to CEOs who say, I don't really understand why you need so many connections or why you take LinkedIn so seriously? And I had, I mean, Daniel Marino and I had this conversation back when I was there in Oakland with him the day we met. And he said, yeah, I just don't, I don't see the need to connect with so many people. You know, I like to take relationships deep. And I say, you know, Daniel, here's the downfall of that thinking. It is simply when LinkedIn as an algorithm, as a social network, only allows you to see and access and have visibility to the third degree, right. then you, when, when there are three, think about it, there are 300 million people. There is the entire population of the United States and people connected on LinkedIn And they already only limit you to 30,000 connections, which means there's a statistical limit as to how many people you could possibly reach out to on LinkedIn already. And you're going to tell me that you're only now going to further limit yourself by saying, you know, it's just not that important. I'm not going to connect with everyone. But if you have a message to share, which is one of the reasons why you should care about your LinkedIn. And if you're listening to this still, you care about (laughs) optimizing your LinkedIn. So let's say you have a message to share. You know, one of the things that you need to broadcast to the executives in your company especially at the C-suite, is the more people you're connected to, the broader you can impact the message of your company, which is what an executive ought to care about. And so, therefore, when Dan Sugar only had 3,000 connections and his marketing team went to him and said, we'd like to start seeing you get more views on your content because we'd like to use uh, our opportunity here to get the next tracker message a broader to a broader audience, he immediately understood why having only 3,000 connections is a limiting factor. So having 10,000 connections, now he gets more than 20,000 views when he shares his opinion on exactly. the web. But his opinion matters. That's right. Because he's a leader in the industry. And yeah. you and I both know Dan very well. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. I've known Jigger since before he was at BP. So I've known Jigger for years and Dan for years. I tell people this all the time, Nico, is if somebody called up and said, please hold, I, I have a call from Jigger Shaw. Will you take that? Will you wait for the call? <laughs> of course, I'm going to. There's there's like seven or eight people in the industry that if they called, you take the call. Rome right, Resh, right. you know, I, I, there's a, I can name them. And yeah. same as you, right? You want to be one of those guys that yeah. even if they don't know you by name, they know you by reputation, yeah, that's right? right? The next part of that that you mentioned is having those connections is the second part is Microsoft has also limited the visibility mm-hmm. through the algorithm. So now even with 30,000 first level connections and almost 60,000 connections and followers, mm-hmm. I'm still only seeing a very, very small yeah. fraction of those people's posts. Yeah. So it doesn't overwhelm you. I mean, Dan and I had this conversation about LinkedIn when he only had 3,000 and he said, I don't have time. Right. That's fine. There are other services out there that can help you and that can help manage that content. Mm. I have a virtual assistant that helps me from time to time. When I get bogged down and can't do it, I can then take pictures and I can say, hey, tag Nico in this because this is something I think he's going to find really interesting. That's right. And then all of a sudden, a LinkedIn post goes out. And while I'm at the show, having a conversation with somebody else. 
And it makes you look superhuman. Exactly. Makes you look superhuman. There's another guy, and I'll call him out by name. Uh, I don't think he'll mind. Daniel Deuce does an amazing I job. I love Daniel. Yeah, Daniel uh, was the first person I knew in the solar industry. I went up to him. I said, Daniel, you look ubiquitous on LinkedIn. What are you doing? And he said, oh, I have a virtual assistant. And I think he tells anybody he'll who tell asks every, him yeah. that. And, but, he's, not, he's, not, he's not embarrassed by that at not all. Not at all. But and, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't a, be embarrassed to have a virtual assistant because right. that helps you... But but here's the difference. I know Daniel very, very well. And Daniel Deuce, when, when he was at Martifer, not a single post would go out unless he approved the marketing message. Right. So it's not that the virtual assistance is the mechanic. That's right. Of getting it done. It's not the content. Yeah. Right. When Dan Sugar writes the content or picks up the phone and calls his virtual assistant and says, hey, I need to make sure that everybody knows that I'm going to be at this conference on yeah. Tuesday. That's the mechanics. That's of right. It, right. So, yeah, you know, I, mean, I think what we should do. I, I don't few people know one of the superpowers behind you, and that's your wife, Susan. And she's uh, got a she knows a thing or three about virtual assistants. I should probably do a tactical Tuesday with, with Susan on the topic of virtual assistants. Do you oh, think I she'd be game for it? I think she would. I think she would definitely because Susan at Susan Sullivan VA.com as my wife. Nice she owns, plug. Yeah, nice plug. She owns her own company and she's been in the virtual assistant business for 15 years and she's been a, a big help in my business. But, yeah. yeah, I think we should definitely get her in on the happen that'd be great yeah i'm glad that we started thinking in terms of the actual profile and how it's set up and i can tell you guys you you may not be impressed by scott walking through the profile but he has read so many profiles that unprompted he's not looking at a computer screen he literally remembers (laughs) he remembers the order except he skipped one that i think is a really really easy one to both miss and to mess up and so i'm going to inject it here and it's right above recommendations. It's, right. it's the skills and endorsements. Yeah, re- references and endorsements for That's right. what you think you did, which, yeah. by the way, has recently changed at LinkedIn. That's right. So it has gone from a check mark mm-hmm. you could just go through and check them all. So now you actually have to take some time. You have to check it. Yes, then you have to tell whether it's a regular skill, high skill, or expert That's skill. That's right. Then you have to say where you have actually worked with that person, whether yeah. it's directly, indirectly, or whatever. So it does take a... They a, used to make it super easy. Super and easy. Was, and I also think that it probably lost a little bit of its it did. Uh, punch. Because it basically before you could even connect with someone, it was like at the top, yeah. it would say four people in a grid. Right. So one of the things I want to point out about skills and endorsements that I think is important, and people miss this, A... It's really important to leverage this because you can ask people to recommend you either for a recommendation, which was a great ad by Scott, but also you can ask them, and I highly recommend this, to endorse you because you want to be known for something, right? Scott and I are both number one on our list is business development, and that's (laughs) that's strategic. But before you jump in, I know you want to jump in. No, because I want to add something. Here's what I find from the old, the problem with the old way it was done is that anybody could pick a thing and say that you were good at it, right? And it led to like, if you look at your own skills and endorsements list on LinkedIn, those who choose to curate that, you'd see probably like 40 things there that had maybe two or three people endorsing it. The problem with that is the whole notion of decision fatigue and the algorithm. The algorithm will keep testing each of those over time, yes. pushing them out to other people. And you get people endorsing you for stuff that you don't care about exactly. instead of stuff that you do care about. So one of the things on my thing that is really important for people to endorse me on is podcaster. And it didn't show up at all on my skills list for a long time. And so based on the recommendation I got from a LinkedIn expert, I went in and literally called the list. I started deleting. And you yes. can do this, by the way, guys. Yes. You can go in and delete skills and endorsements that people have given you so that they only have a limited set to choose from. And I would recommend not more than 10. So, Agreed. Yeah. So choose 10 things that you Until want to be you're known a pro. For. Until you're That's a pro, right. <laughs> keep it at five or 10. Choose, yeah. But I want to go back to one more thing you sure, said. Because let's go back to being a premium member. 
if you're a premium member, you can search by those. Mm, that's right. So now if I'm looking for a podcaster, guess what? Mm-hmm. I can now as a premium member go in and type in podcaster as the skill set and it will give me a list of everybody who has. And then I can even tell it now as a premium member, I only want people that have at least 90 yeah. or at least 100 yeah. or 500 recommendations. Yeah, I forgot that. The, fun- the search function for so, premium members oh is my just gosh, more. The search function yeah. is fantastic. And then you can actually then go again and start applying filters to the search function. Amazing. And say, okay, now show me podcasters. Okay, great. Now I have 6,000 podcasters. Okay, now show me podcasters that are only in the energy sector. Okay, now I'm down to mm. 5,000. Now give me podcasters in the energy sector that's in renewables. Now I have 100. No, you have like three. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. well you only have one, and that's, that's Suncast. That oh, doesn't no, matter. I don't know, man. Yeah. Stephen, no, Stephen no, Lacey no, no. still... Suncast is the way to go. Uh, St- Stephen Lacey in the solar industry is the pod father. Do my, you know what I say? I say to people, I say, there's only one renewable energy podcast, that's Suncast. Those are others aren't competitors. They're just wannabes. Oh, no, I, I appreciate that. Well, uh, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, there's a there's one other thing that I actually want to ask you, and then I'll, I want to throw this out there. So if you were sitting with someone, let's, it doesn't matter what, what their role is, and they said, hey, Scott, what's your number one tip for LinkedIn if I really want to increase my exposure and, and I want to leverage it to bring help bring dollars into my account, right? What's the thing that you would encourage them to focus on? The very first thing that comes to mind is I would say, make sure that your profile is as complete as you can possibly get. Get the profile to as full completion as possible. That way, whoever does look at it, they get the most information. People will skip over it if it doesn't have a picture, if it doesn't have a background picture, if it doesn't have a a job title, they'll just skip over it. So get it as complete as possible. Number one recommendation I make to anybody. I am so glad that that is your advice because, Scott, I have been wanting to ask you not just to break down my profile. I want to be humble about the fact that I'm not sure if I do it well, but I would love to see if you'd be willing to break down a Suncast listener's profile. Of course. Absolutely. We always give back. That's what we do. Awesome. So Scott is launched now a podcast himself following in the footsteps of Stephen and myself and, okay. and many others. Uh, and that went live yesterday, March 26th. Congratulations, brother. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Indeed. And you did not know that I was going to boast your podcast here. He I did. had no idea. Just I, for, I'm embarrassed. For, for the audience, you didn't come <laughs> on again just to just to promote your podcast. So what's the name of your podcast? Mind Your Own Business. <laughs> I love it. And the website? And the website is going to, it's a global news forum, which mm. is an internet radio station. But yeah, the podcast, we talk about, and we talk about that a little a bit in our episode. Yeah. yeah. So March 26th, as we talked about in our show, is the soft launch of Global News Forum, which is globalnewsforum.com. That's correct. Okay. And on Global News Forum, you can find out more about Mind Your... Mind Your Own Business. Mind Your Own Business. Now, for you Suncast <laughs> listeners who stuck through to the end of this episode, as promised in the lead-in, I have a special treat for you. If you tweet... At Nico Mayo and at Sully94534. S-U-L-L-Y, Sully94354. With the hashtag, break it down, Scott. Hashtag, break it down, Scott. You will get a free, and I can promise you that Scott does not give these away for free. You will get a free breakdown of your LinkedIn profile. So tweet away. We can search for this. If you don't realize that on LinkedIn, you can search for hashtags. Why do you think I put Suncast Radio as a hashtag every time I post on LinkedIn? <laughs> By the way, search Suncast Radio and you can see so many of these episodes that have come before. Right. So hashtag break it down, Scott. 
on Twitter or on LinkedIn, and you will get a free breakdown of your LinkedIn profile so that you will no longer linger in the mediocrity of LinkedIn, but you will become a top 1% user like Scott and myself. I follow in your footsteps, my friend, and I'm so grateful that you showed up for Suncast this week. (laughs) Thank you so much, Nico. I can't even begin to tell you how humbled I am. I'm red in the face and blushing because I had no idea you were going to mention my new endeavor, but also when you do hashtag break it down, Scott, make sure that you include your LinkedIn profile and an email address or DM me an email address because I can't do it in 280 characters on a... to get you your your profile uh, to break it down. I'll have to have a little bit more room than that to break it down. Very good. Well, hopefully you've taken away a lot this episode of Suncast Tactical Tuesdays on this LinkedIn profile breakdown. We will look forward to having you back again in the future, Scott, to give us even more insights, tactics, and tips. That's a wrap on today's conversation, Solar Warriors, and you're now well-armed for battle. Hopefully, you'll take away some great tools for your own success. I'd love it if you'd share what you learned or share the episode over on LinkedIn. Let me know what other tools you need. If you want to sharpen the axe a little bit more, I've shared some of the resources we discussed in today's conversation over at mysuncast.com. Just click on the latest episode link in the title bar. Perhaps the best tool in your arsenal might be subscribing to the mailing list while you're there so that you'll get an email from yours truly when new content is available. Have a suggestion for someone you think should join the conversation? Email me, nico at mysuncast.com or shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Hey, that's it. Thanks for being here. Until next time, stay informed, my friend, and stay tuned.